Sounds sneaky. That's all I'm saying. Welcome to the family with Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Mike Bryant. And Andy Brandt Bernard. Oh, sorry about that, Andy. Yeah, not a pro don't worry about Andy's feelings, you know. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant we were just talking, what were we just talking about? We we're talking about the weather. The weather. Oh, the weather. It's and now reached the breaking point. It has. It has. It is the breaking point. It was ninety degrees here. What five days ago? You didn't. Did it get? To, it didn't no, get that it was, high. It was eighty-seven. Yeah, it got to 90, no, it got to ninety-two on Wednesday. Did it? Did? Yeah. I, I thought oh, so. Yeah. We like no longer get to ninety-two. We now just, skip over ninety. Yeah, we skip right over ninety. It's ninety or ninety-three, ninety-one. <laughs> yeah, it's never ninety-two. Ninety, ninety-one. <laughs> Shithole. Ninety-three. No, the other. Yeah, that's actually. Dan came in from the garage. and He's like, it's ninety-two point five degrees outside, and I was like, <laughs> nope, not, not allowed anymore. Not anymore. It's not, brother. Oh, man. Yeah, Chicago is getting it now. They're all complaining because they just had 80-degree weather, and Mm -hmm. now they've got snow and crap coming. That's a justified complaint in April. We probably got a good eight inches at our house. Really? Eight inches of snow? Yes. I got to tell you, every single year we have a snowstorm at the end of April. I don't know why people forget it. I don't know why every year everyone forgets. It just always happens. Our niece's birthday is tomorrow and there's always a snowstorm the week mm-hmm. of her birthday like every wow. year yeah for some reason that's just what happens that the yep. warm yep. comes in and then it goes away and then it snows there's and... fool's spring yep. every single year and everybody <laughs> is a fool every year because they're like yeah it's well, happening i'm like no it's not it's going to be nice for a week mm-hmm. and then it will be cold and then it will finally happen in like early may let me put it this way four out of the last five days i was in florida it poured rain hmm. Then I get home, takes me seven hours to get home, and I get up, and I believe when I got up this morning, it was 29 degrees. I can believe that. It was cold. It was cold. cold. And it's been super windy, too. Very windy right now, isn't it? It, it says it's windy as hell right now. Yeah, it's still very windy. Yesterday was really windy, though. We were having my niece's birthday party, and we were in this room with a huge window. And everything was just blowing like crazy. I got very lucky, though, because, like I said, we uh, we were delayed an hour. Then we finally took off. Then we had to go east over the ocean for the, pretty much the entire trip up the States to take a left and come over. Do planes take rights and lefts? Sort of. Yeah. Or they just yeah. got a bank. Yeah, they, they, they take rights and lefts. Yeah, yeah, they do. Kind of more like, you know, golf ball rights and lefts. They bank I mean, and they Why are you looking at me when you say that? I'm just saying. <laughs> But I will tell you, this is the balance in life. 
that, that people, everybody should look for. So it was horrible waiting. We, we boarded 45 minutes late, so we actually were delayed about an hour and a half. Uh, we finally got on uh, the, the plane, and we're like, oh, God, it's already been an hour and a half, and we haven't even taken off yet. And now they're telling us we're going to go way out of our way to get home. It's going to add more time. <clears throat> So yeah, it was seven hours. It was very, very bumpy for an hour coming out of Florida. It was okay in the middle. Then it was very, very bumpy coming in for a landing here. But I met four of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. He had Pat and Amy. Uh, Pat was sitting to my front right, and Amy was sitting, uh, she was in, I was 2A, she was 2B. And then two of their friends were behind us. First thing we find out is they're really good friends with Louie Nanny. So... <laughs> It was just a wonderful, they were very pleasant people. Louie Nanny's nephew was on my flight home. Well, that's right, you told me yeah. that. I was like... Well, the nannies have all moved to Florida, so... Or most of them. Oh, well, so. that'll do it. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah a lot of them live down there. Yeah, we had mm -hmm. a rough flight home, too. Fawn oh, actually did? got airsick for the first time oh. ever. Oh, God. Yeah, she yeah. got... She was like, I feel like I might throw up, so I gave her a barf bag. She didn't, but I was like, I might need to start giving her Dramamine when we fly. I will tell you, though, honest to God, I would... I don't know what I would have done if I'd had some jackass sitting next to me for the whole seven hours. I don't know if I... I'm telling you. Did you hear about this guy? So what did people around you do? <laughs> we're just talking and laughing about Louis and Francine and about you Tina just let and that one fly by. What? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know what the hell you're even talking about. I'm lost. I'm totally lost, the whole thing. No, but, but see, that... And I think, to tell you the truth, watching all the national flavor of things and all that stuff has made me, has forced me in my own brain to look for the good side of everything. It really has. That's I am good. sick to hearing about, oh, this is terrible, and yeah, I hate you, and this is horrible. It's like, Jesus, cheer up a little, you so, know? So do you fly better now? Because didn't you used, much to, better, yeah. you used to have to take uh, stuff or you used to have to oh, drink or whatever to, to, yeah. Yeah. To, to begin on a plane. Yeah. But you know kids. what that was, actually? It wasn't about flying. It was about, well, the flying can be dangerous, obviously. But that was about a situation where I had just started making a really pretty good living. Mm -hmm. And it all of a sudden struck me. It's like, well, wait a minute. I'm not quite there yet. I can't die yet. Oh. <laughs> you know? It was one of those deals. So, Although I have flown with people that are afraid of flying, and it is no picnic. Oh, no, God, not no. at all. Every little bump is but, just like you see the panic in their oh, faces. And then you that. get panicked even though, like, I'm not afraid of flying. But when I fly with people that are afraid of flying, I'm like, am I scared yeah. now? What? Yep. Like, yeah. I've like flown every every year in my life, yeah. And, and I've been in little planes, big planes. I've right. seen plane crashes in Colorado, um, and um, I don't know. I just I, I, I see it, but I don't have any fear on it. Right. Well, you're like, much safer. It's like if one came down, it comes down. You know. Yeah, I don't so. know. And it's like you're. That would be like freaking out every time you get in a car because you're much more likely to die in a car absolutely. accident than a plane right. crash. Yeah, so every absolutely. time you get in your car, you're like, oh my god, someone <laughs> might hit me and I could die. Right. No. I got to tell you, I had a weird experience today for the first time in 37 years. Because remember, the last time I was in town to do the show was February. Yep. First time in 37 years, I drove to do a morning show when it was light out. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. wow. That would be true. It was weird. I was that like, would be true. Wait a minute. Am I really late? Huh. Yeah, first time in 37 years I've dri driven to do the morning show, and it was light out. Wow. Oh, uh, it was very, very nice. But, yeah, the, the whole thing worked out well. It was not a great flight to be on, but, you know, like I said, I was with good people, so that really helped a lot, and we finally got down. And, oh, sorry. 
I watched the menu on my way home. Oh, what'd you think? I really liked it, but I, I was sitting too. between the kids and that movie's not exactly kid friendly. The menu. Which the one's menu. that? It's with the gal from Queen's Gambit. Oh, and yeah. And they go that, out to like a remote island oh, at this restaurant. I did. See, I saw that one. And there's yep. like a big twist. Oh, you saw twist. the movie? Yeah. I saw the movie. movie. Yeah. It's really a good movie, but it's not safe for children's eyes. So no. there were some points that I put my hands over the screen and Fawn is like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm stretching my fingers. <laughs> I get a nice little exercise. She was like, oh, okay. That was what? Ray Fiennes, right? Was the chef, wasn't he? I don't I, know. Yeah, I think you're right is. about that. And yeah, that, that one had enough twists and turns. And yeah. It was, and I it was had, like, you had to pay attention. I had no clue what it was about going into it. Or no clue. Didn't. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is like a nice story about a fancy restaurant. And like the dynamics are all obviously very interesting between these people. So I thought it was going to be more of a story about like the relationships of the people there. No, it was not. Well, it was kind of in ways. <laughs> in a way. In a know. way, yeah. But so. it was more... I don't know. Yeah. It was really good, though. I liked it. And I watched A Man Called Otto on the way there. Love that. And I cried like six times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's It's really really good. It's a great movie. You would like it a lot, I think. He is terrific in that movie. He does a really good job. He's a great actor. He is. I mean, he he suffers from his own success. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, he's like a star athlete in like, well, what have you done for us lately? You know, but (laughs) but he's he's an incredible actor. Because I went back and watched... um, um, the one castaway, and he's oh, yeah. really amazing in that he's movie. Great you know, great considering actor. he's by himself most of the movie. Yeah, I'm, I never met him. I talked to him on the phone once, but I, everybody tells me he's just a great guy. Yeah, he's supposed to be really nice. Know, just a very nice person. Has anybody seen the little things? It's uh, it's got uh, it's got uh, Malik and um, who else? I is think in it? we Catherine yeah Malik, Jared we? Leto, and uh, Denzel Washington. I've definitely not, seen. Uh, yeah, is that a, is that a uh, streaming show? Yeah, it was yeah. on. It was on. Uh, it was. It's on. Uh, what is it on? Uh, it's on Prime. Is where it's at. Oh, there you go. So, but it's. I watched it and I still don't. I don't get it. It's like. It's. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> not quite sure thing. what happened in this movie. Yeah. You know. So. So I'm hoping somebody can explain it to me. I might have to call Lammers and say what exactly happened in that yeah, movie. What's going on? So Catherine. Mm-hmm. I came home last night, and I, you know, once you, when you just walk in the house, I'm not one of those people who just walk in the house and get into bed. I just can't do it. I've never been able to do that. So sure. I, I explains this to Catherine like she doesn't know. Well, she knows. <laughs> believe me. Well, because of the morning show, Catherine and I haven't slept together in 37 years. Yeah, we just don't sleep in the same bedroom. Well, other. That's true. Well, well, I just mean yeah. <laughs> Maybe I mean, yes, we have loud snoring and. Flailing yeah. around when you sleep. But what also are you talking about? You mean, don't talk to your mother <laughs> talking, that way. Talking. You're mumbling. You talk in your sleep? Yes. He makes he? odd. It makes very... He, yeah. he does a lot of this, too. <laughs> 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 making that up as you go along. <laughs> oh, God. What Sounds like sleep apnea to me. Yeah. Is well, that what you well, think it is? Hey, for Sweet one of my birthday them. presents, I said, would you please go to a sleep study place and get a, a, a diagnosis so you can get the little CPAP machine and Which life I will be did. good. Which I did. He got up in the middle of the night and tore off all the things and left. Yeah, that'll happen. So, I did, did not. That's, that's what you told flat me. Flat out lie. Okay, so you lied to me. I'm always lying to you, my dear. <laughs> well, you kind of are. <laughs> oh, God, you kind of are. Here's what I love. 
I leave Catherine yesterday. She drives me to the airport. I give her a kiss goodbye. I then circle around and ask her to roll the window down or put the window down. Hey, I'm from that era. It's still rolling the window down to me. Well, she goes, what? And I said, I need another kiss. It was just, it was very touching to me to know that I'd miss her that much. And then all I hear the first time I talk to her is, you suck. I didn't say you suck. I said you snore and make weird noises. And I'm a pain in the Although ass. I did clean the bathroom and you kind of do suck. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah. Clean my bathroom? You won't have any... Mm, yeah. I just cleaned my bathroom. I've cleaned okay. your bathroom you after you've cleaned your bathroom. You need some serious glasses if you think that's <laughs> yes. clean. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. claim you cleaned if she yeah. cleaned it after. You need to go just... to the eye doctor immediately. <laughs> Say thank you very much. Leave me alone, <laughs> all of you. I've cleaned your bathroom after you've cleaned your bathroom, and it is not it's good. Well, let's hire some people then, <clears> if, if I good. suck so badly at it. <laughs> I'm doing really well, Tom. You suck at cleaning the bathroom and morning radio. It's good radio. to see you, Tom. I'm it's happy. Yeah, to isn't it great? In great to be home. I'm happy to you. see you here. Unbelievable. <laughs> the kids are very excited to see yeah. you. Yeah, you even brought back a the thing for uh, yeah the stretchy caterpillar. Yeah, you brought the back the caterpillar. stretchy caterpillar. Oh, good, you got that. <laughs> got it. I'll give it to him when I see him. Did he him. remember? Oh yes, he's asked multiple times. He's wondering when will Baba be back with my stretchy caterpillar. <laughs> He actually asked me yesterday morning, and I was like, he will be home today, and I will either get it from him tomorrow, or we will get it from him when we see him to water the plants on Tuesday. So i got to run something by it a little bit. It's football news, but not really football news. Um, So Catherine and I, uh, the kids were down there at that time, as a matter of fact, but we were watching the kids play, and the the grandkids play in in the playground. And there's a man sitting next to me on a bench. Seemed like we struck up a conversation, very, very nice guy, and... You know, he said he, he lived uh, a few blocks from the uh, the Breakers Hotel, so I know he's probably a pretty successful guy living over there, all the rest of it. Just had a really nice time talking to him. We exchanged phone numbers, and he started talking about people that he, well, he played basketball at Northwestern. Oh. <clears throat> and he was talking about the people that he plays basketball with and all the rest of it. Uh, a few of them live here, because a lot of Minnesotans end up going down to Northwestern. No question about it. <clears throat> he's talking about this friend and that friend and you know hey Tom next time when you come back next year let's get together with all the the wives and husbands and have dinner and it was just really nice we stayed in touch and then Catherine spotted him yesterday we were having lunch and he was standing by one of the swimming pools down there and Catherine saw him so I she said why don't you just call him so I called him I said hey Don turn to your right he turns to his left. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I said, no, no, your the other, other right. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. One right, exactly. But he came over and we're talking about this, that, and the other thing, and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and I won't say the name of the guy because he's, um, he's a good friend of Don's. And he said, we'll have to invite, his first name is Scott. Uh, we have to invite Scott over. we got to get this, you know, everybody. He said, I, I connected with a bunch of people in Minnesota. They all heard me talking about him, and they thought that was kind of cool and all the rest of it. Then he told me about it. We'll have to invite this one friend to go along with us. And when we go out to dinner, I said, yeah, that sounds really good. So I mentioned it to somebody else and go, you know who that is, don't you? And I said, no, I don't know who that is. He's one of the owners of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, okay. I had no idea. So I don't know if Catherine, oh, so here's the amazing thing. Before we went and saw him, we were sitting there, and I look across our friend Doug Dawson's shoulder over his right shoulder, and there's a... I can never remember the quarterback of the Vikings' name. Kirk Cousins? Kirk. Yeah. The Kirk Cousins? That's who it is? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yeah. 
Uh, I said, oh, look, Kirk Cousins sitting over there at the next table. And Catherine went, that's not Kirk Cousins. That guy's way too little. I said, Kirk Cousins is not a <laughs> not big very guy. big, yeah. He's not very yeah, big. Yeah, I was so surprised that he was, I mean, I mean he's not tiny, but he's no. not. You, when I think football player, I think giant Quarterbacks guy. don't have to be big. No, so, they do not. Wasn't there no, an owner? but this guy was very normal-sized, I would say. He was, yeah, yeah, Kurt's not big at all. Not at all. Um, <clears throat> but wasn't there an owner of the Vikings last year that Catherine was talking about the Vikings, too? Was that one of the Wilfs? Oh, yeah. oh, that was one of the Wilfs. It was not okay. many years ago. It was two many years, years ago. ago. Two oh, years ago. So that was a different okay. That was Will. Okay. That was okay. Will. Because yeah. I, I was like, is that the same guy or a different guy? Okay. So, so what, what Michael's talking about, we get in line to have lunch, and there's... Now, I knew it was one. I can't remember which Wilf it was. It was not the, the, the mustachioed one. his younger brother. Mustachioed. Whatever the hell his name is. But anyway, so he's there, and he's got his... Viking hat on, and he's got a Viking shirt on. And so I'm talking to him, and Catherine's, I don't know where she was. She was coming into line in a second. Catherine walks up in the line, looks at him, looks at his hat, looks at his shirt, and says, the Vikings suck. Well, well they said, do. Well, Honey, they did. this is the owner. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Well, they, they do suck. Help it. We well, have what, our well, guests. Hey, what did, what did you say when I said, why don't you go say hi to uh, Kirk Cousins? I said, forget it. No way. She said, I said, not? why? Why, Tom? No, why? you said, why? You talk about him all the time. And yes. I said, but not in a good way. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Trent is on the line. Trent Dalton, our special guest, ladies and gentlemen, book Love Stories. How are you doing, Trent? I'm really, really well, guys. Thanks so much for having me. This is a massive honor for a kid from uh, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. So <laughs> thanks so much for having me on. Interviews. Well, you know, our uh, one of our entertainment reporters on my morning show I do in towns from Australia as well, and he yes. grew up, his father ran a caravan park in Australia, <laughs> and he's, well, actually, he, his name is Brad Blanks. He's 6'5", probably weighs about 250, so when he interviews people, I think they're, like, afraid of him half the time because he's so huge. <laughs> he's a big he's guy. A big I love the connection, yeah. Um, and we're famous for our caravan parks over here. So, uh, yes. so Brad's had a uh, yeah, a good childhood. You are indeed. There's no question about it. But I just, uh, I love the whole thing. Trent Dalton, Australia's best. Oh, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Trent Dalton, this is a bit Australia's much. best. I say that. No, 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 Trent. You're not getting away with this one. Trent Dalton. Australia's best-loved writer mm. goes oh, out no. into the world and asks a simple, direct question, can you please tell me a love story? What a great idea that is, Trent. Uh, thanks, Tom. Um, that's that's very generous of my um, 
yeah, uh, publishing company to say that. So uh, that that's debatable, that um, original. But I sure did do the bit where I went out to uh, Brisbane, my city's busiest corner, Tom, and I, I sat with a 1960s Olivetti sky blue typewriter. Ooh. And I had a sign just saying, um, sentimental sentimental writer collecting love stories do you have one to sh- share and uh, and thankfully 200 people stopped and told me the most incredible love stories and i'll put it all in a book and um and i cannot believe it somehow made its way to the states so was the typewriter to get attention <laughs> uh, i would imagine most people yeah. would see that and they'd be like i gotta check this out <laughs> No, you're right. That's exactly what happened. Mm. A, a lot of people thought I was selling um, solar heating. Um, some people <laughs> thought I... <laughs> oh, really? Everyone wanted, wanted to know what I was after. and, and uh, But the thing that attracted them, you're so right, was this 1960s Olivetti typewriter, which, of course, was this amazing gift that was given to me by my best mate's mum. Um, she passed away on Christmas Day, oh. uh, 2020, in the heart of sort of COVID here in um, in, in Australia and and we were outside the funeral home and uh, we we're just having beers by my mate's car. And uh, and I was telling him how much his mum meant to me because she used to write me letters on this sky blue Olivetti typewriter as a journalist. And she'd say, hey, um, I think you've got something deeper in you. I think you've got some books in you. And I was like, I never believed that. But it took this woman, Kathleen Kelly, to tell me that. And I was telling my mate about this. And he goes, oh, well, uh, wait, till you, wait till you see this. And he leans into the back of his uh, Subaru um people mover and uh and opens the back door and uh, pulls out this 1960s olivetti sky blue typewriter and he says mum mum wanted you to have it and wow. it was part of her uh one of her one of her dying wishes was i got this um this typewriter so it's amazing that the thing the thing this beautiful blue machine that creates such wonderful things was yeah you're so right was the thing that attracted people to my desk on out on the street absolutely one of my favorite things to talk about people from other countries, particularly Australia, I need to ask Trent, what is a tree lopper? <laughs> what is that? That's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? So it's a, it's a yeah, lumberjack. It's a tree trimmer, for heaven's sake. One Lump- lumberjack. trees. Exactly. A, a, yeah. a lumberjack, yeah. It, and we're not even um, as, you know, we, we don't have that great culture of, um, we're not famous as, as you know, for our, our lumberjacks, but we're, what we have in Australia, actually, we have blokes who go around knocking on your doors. And uh, I don't know, I'm guessing this might happen in the States. Um, and they'll knock on your door and just say, hey, I notice you've got a big tall tree out the back there. I'll um, I'll knock it down for you on the cheap. And uh, it, there's, you've got to really watch your uh, insurance and so forth um, <laughs> on here. But, um, yeah, there's we call them tree loppers. And uh, we've got a lot of trees in our country um and i love that you hooked onto that one tom um yeah i wrote a love story about this 65 year old bloke he comes up to me and he goes mate mate i'd give anything to go back in time and not mess up with the girl that i loved when i was 35 years old and and, uh, he starts telling a story about how um he he broke his own heart because he couldn't get over his own pride and lost the love of his life and he says guess what happened it's uh my heart fell in the forest and he, he starts talking about uh, if, if a tree lopper's heart falls in a forest, mm. uh, does anybody hear? <laughs> and yeah. I just thought it was a really great turn of phrase. So I made sure I put his story in and then he started to tell me this wild story of he was a whaler back when he was a kid and, and the only person that loved him was his granddad. And he told the most beautiful story about being kind of horribly hearing his mum and dad when he was a kid scream down the hallway um, well, he wasn't even my, he wasn't even my child. 
and uh, and that was the the end of the first time his heart broke, and then um, it was mended by this amazing, you know, um, Aussie whaler, you know, which is just a tradition that we don't have any for a long, long time here in Australia. But um, this beautiful whaler um, raised him, and you know, and just these these were the type of stories that would come at me, um, you know, at, on the corner, and I'd just sit for hours with these people, and next thing you know, these tough as nails Aussie blokes covered in tattoos and um and and wrinkles and scars you know we'd both be crying by the time um you know (laughs) half an hour in telling some love stories and then uh so it's an amazing thing that can happen when you start talking um stories about the things that you care about because you instantly get to know each other two strangers can know each other instantly through stories as Tom you know as you know well you know that you're you're you, you guys do that every day Trent, I tell you, this, what a great story. Trent Dalton with us, ladies and gentlemen. The book is called Love Stories. Um, is there any way to know? Maybe somebody in the room knows or maybe Trent knows or whatever. Is there any idea how many people actually ever do fall in love while other people think they're in love? Oh, that's such a great thing to, to ask. I mean, so many people who stopped on my corner, Tom, uh, realized they weren't. You know, right, and, and so, right. Many, so, so, so many of us, um, you know, can get swept up in that beautiful thing of, you know, of first love and and mistake it for other things. What I realised doing this is true love is bloody hard, and it is, um, it is something that we all must work out at. Um, we have these. I, I love kitchens. I love kitchens as places of love. Kitchens mm-hmm. become the place where all the great love stories of your life happen. You know, we, we have the sad stuff happen in these kitchens. You know, I'm talking about love stories that last over 50 years, you know, and uh, these sad things happen, these beautiful things happen. And, and all our job is, though, um, in terms of true love, is just to get out our front door in the morning and lead about eight or eight to ten hours of um, of daily life out in the out in the wilderness of life. And then we've got to get back inside those doors again, back into that kitchen with, um, you know, having shown some grace and good fortune out on out in the daily life and um that, that's what i realized actually during doing this i was out there for you know i was doing these stories for months on end and i just realized that that kept on coming back to me is is that it's so hard and it's and it's asked so much of us and it's such a risk sometimes and and that's why it matters you know and uh and so many people would tell me um I wished I risked more and uh, they'd regret the fact that they didn't um, risk everything because they were worried that of getting their hearts broken. And, and so many people wondered why was it, why was I given this thing that right. would be taken away from me through, through loss. And uh, yeah, so it's, um, you're so right. And uh, yeah, I, I wonder also, yeah, how many people, you know, how many people are in it? Um, and, and so many people um, found love in just different places, you know, and what I started to realise, you're lucky if you've just got one person to love, but there's there's some people who get 20, you know, and it, and it's um, and so that was the great thing. So if you've got one, if you've got two, if you've got three, be grateful because some people have got none. Did you have any instances where someone would come up to you and tell you this long story about a love, like the love of their life that they lost, and yep. meanwhile, their current spouse is standing next to them going, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Oh, you're so right. I, I had, I did, I, oh. I swear I had that a couple of times. Oh, God. And, and mate, Jeez. are you going to say something about the beautiful lady who's standing right here? Yeah. And, and they don't realize what they're doing. They go, oh, I remember this time when mm. I was 20. 
It was this girl, Kylie. She was the best. Oh, <laughs> God. Go back to <laughs> You're so right. I You're knew so there right. had to be and a then, couple. Yeah, having to check themselves and just go, oh, and, and by the way, I do love Shirley, who's with me right now. And she's the one who stayed with me. <laughs> I meant she was the best. She isn't now. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Trent, I will tell you something. But sometimes I, I really do believe there must be a higher power because of the coincidences in life and all the rest of it. Um, and this is a true story. I'm not making it up. It just happened yesterday. My wife and I yeah. were down uh, in Florida on vacation, and why we we're doing some work and all that stuff down there too. But I had to come back home a week before, <clears throat> so I got on a plane last night and came back to Minnesota. But Catherine stayed in Florida. Right, and it's like, hey, absolutely, stay another week and do whatever you want. Uh, that'd be great. So she brings me to the airport, and I get out of the car, and I lean over, and we kiss one another. We've been together for 42 years, by the way. Oh, wow. That's been, been that's, married for 39. That's a love story in itself. That's incredible. No doubt yeah. about it. So uh, she leans over, and I lean over, and we kiss one another. I get out of the car, and I'm walking about two steps toward the door, and all of a sudden, I and by the way, Trent, I had no idea you were going to be on today, so it wasn't the fact that, that I was trying to make something up here. Yeah, yeah. I stopped, I turned around, went around to the driver's side, tapped on the window, and asked her to roll it down. She said, what? And I said, I have to kiss you goodbye again. Now, that's quite a coincidence that I did that yesterday, and now you're on today talking about love stories. Why, why did you do it, Tom? What, I don't do know. All of a sudden, I was like, we're compelled to do that. Because I love her dearly. She's on right now. Why did I do it, Catherine? Because you do love me. <laughs> there you go. Very oh, simple as that. <laughs> you notice Catherine. she didn't say, I love you back there. That's <laughs> the oh, for heaven's sakes. I've been married to you for a long time. I think, uh, I think I've told you I love you a few times. Oh, the Scandinavian joke. If I ever stop loving you, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm I'm married to a Scandinavian man, and yeah. when, when we were dating, Mom came up to me and was like, "You know the Scandinavian joke," yeah. and I was like, "What?" But hers was, "Did you hear about the Scandinavian man that loved his wife so much he almost told, told her?" her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's a weird coincidence here. I I don't had I ever done that before where I circled around Catherine to come back and kiss you a second time. Well. I... I don't know, I but I don't remember. Spot. I don't know. But the, I'm, the only reason I'm bringing it up is quite a coincidence that I came around. Something struck me like kissing you goodbye once wasn't enough. I needed to kiss you goodbye again. Oh. Oh, and man. now all of a sudden oh. Trent's on talking about love stories and these great things about you know being in love. With, uh, do, Trent, do you think most people even know what it feels like to be that much in love? Not that much. I, I really don't, Tom, no. what you and Catherine are likely to have. Sorry Sad. to get a bit cheesy on you guys. I know this is a – but it's so true. I just think that's beautiful what you two have. And I, and I know that's what I was trying to do with this book, like take a love story, a 40-plus-year love story like you guys and turn it into pride and prejudice. You know, What if you took an ordinary love story of just two ordinary people and meet in really you know, obviously amazing circumstances, but what if you put that up on a pedestal and wrote about that little love story in Minnesota as though – it was cold mountain. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I tried to do. I wrote, and, and, and what I would try and do is remind people that they do have something really extraordinary. If you put it, if you just drop it in a few different lyrical ways, if you, if you turn that love story, that was all about, um, needing, uh, you know, they, they, about buying a car, raising the kids, um, getting the kids through life. And then, 
and then staying sticking through those tough times and, and what if you turn that into something truly romantic and yeah I don't, I, I don't know if people get to experience what you guys have and i don't know how many people are doing the hop out of the car tom and then going around the other side and tapping on the window so many people would tell me um about how they would wished this one woman guys like she was telling me how it was around Christmas time and her husband um, was going to buy a Christmas present from a bookstore and he just wanted to do one last thing and he calls his wife and he says, I'll be back for Christmas lunch, honey. I'll, I just need to go get that book for our dear friends because I really want to get that as a Christmas present for them. He crosses a road, walking to this bookstore. He meets two children of family friends, right? And this guy's the type of guy who gets down on his knees when he talks to kids, right? And that's the only reason why he was able to push those kids out of the way. His final act in life was to push those two kids out of the way as just a complete random freak accident of a shop front awning falls on top of them. And this beautiful woman told the love story of, gee, I wish my final words were tapping a window. I'm, I'm, you know, this isn't what she said, but her, essentially what she was saying was, I wish we had a much more beautiful finish to our last conversation. They always say, I love you when they say goodbye, but I don't know, Tom, it's given me chills when you say that you just went around just like, it was almost as if you're going, hey, hey, I just need to just, I don't, and I'm not saying anything bad was ever going to happen to you, Tom, or anything. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's, it's so many so, yeah, so many people would just tell me like, <laughs> Gee, I regret not doing that last thing, you know, that last thing. And I just think oh, the great lesson for me was never let anything be unsaid, you know. And I've had, I've done that in my own life where I just left stuff be unsaid and I just don't do it anymore. So I grab my kids and I'm doing like, I'm doing these cheesy 30-second hugs to them <laughs> just before they go out the door and they have to wrestle me off them, you know. And it's like, mm-hmm. damn it, because um, I'm not letting, letting anything be unsaid. And I'm so glad, Tom, that you didn't, you didn't let anything be unsaid that day, you know? And it, I think the key is, um, you know, just remembering to do that every day. And uh, But it's so cool. I just find that, mate, you've just given me chills. I think that's just the most beautiful story to sort of... Oh, and hear the love in Catherine. A lot you know of mileage I mean? off favorite. of this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so much mileage off of one kiss. A lot kiss. of mileage. Can you tell which one's the cynical one of their relationship? <laughs> yeah, can you tell who's cynical in this relationship, Trent? Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't. I, I can, but it's so beautiful too because us sentimental types need need the Catherines of the world to kind of bring us back down and see reality every now and then and just go, hey, yeah. just remember to sort of keep doing the small stuff as well. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge part of it for me, Trent, is the fact that this is a woman who is not afraid to walk to me and go, you're being a huge pain in the ass, knock it off. Oh. I love that about her. Oh, oh mate, the honesty, right? Yep. I mean, that is the secret. That just kept coming through too, these sort of these realizations that we of any long-term kind of love story and i'm not just talking marriages i'm talking partners of any kind everyone starts to realize that honesty is the key right it's like you've got to be able to sort of be able to to kind of really let rip when oh man i mean that was the key like i've been with my wife for like 23 years and i only realized the power (laughs) can you believe this this is so ridiculous and people told me this like on the street they said how many times how many times do you actually sort of like own up to your mistakes and just own them in an argument, right? We'd be arguing and how powerful it is. I've only learned this in the past five years of actually stopping and going, oh, damn, you're right. Yeah, I really screwed up there. I'm really sorry. And how (laughs) much that just diffuses everything instantly. (laughs) Like, oh, I only learned that. I'm such an idiot. I only learned that like five years ago. (laughs) 
but um yeah it's so great when someone calls you on it and you can really just go and be um lacking in pride enough to go yeah you know what you were right the other 10 times so why wouldn't you be right this time so it sounds like you live a, a very happy life, which is wonderful. Was there something back in your early history that, that caused you to write this book, looking back many, many years? Oh, Tom, I mean, I, <laughs> I could talk to you for the next hour. I was raised by, um, I was raised by drug, drug, drug dealers here in there um, you go. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a whole book about it called Boy Swallows Universe, and it was a wild... Um, really wild upbringing in the 1980s my um the man i loved was you know one of queensland australia's sort of most successful heroin dealers and he went away to prison for 10 years and i i found love i mean it's amazing you just randomly asked that tom it's because i mean no one you know like you know i haven't told those stories in to anyone in america too much and that book boys Wells universe did really well here in australia and uh and it's the most wild story about a boy and it's really based on my childhood who's who's finding love in all these criminals you know because you've got to find love wherever you can get it sometimes and and i did that you know absolutely you know the man the man i found love through early on was one of um this we've got this notorious pris- prison here in brisbane called bogo road prison and it was an in- inescapable prison and one of the men who did escape from that twice is this guy called Slim Halliday. And he's like the, he's like a sort of a Billy the Kid type figure, you know, a notorious sort of romantic, but kind of dark figure here in Brisbane um, that all kids used to speak about in the 1950s, you know, with reverence of like, you be careful because uh, Slim Halliday just busted out of prison and he might run past our school type thing. And uh, that guy was like my babysitter when he when he'd gone into his seventies. And I loved that guy. I loved that guy so much when I was about six years old. The guy that and used I to break realize. out. <clears throat> that's right. That guy, that's the guy. That was the guy because he 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 did his time. He did thirty years, and then when he got out, my sort of stepdad type guy. Um, had known the guy through sort of criminal circles and, and it got him to do sort of um, odd jobs around our house because he had no money when he left prison. And, uh, and, and my guy um, who I loved this sort of stepdad type figure that my mum fell in love with and was kind of helping raise my three older brothers and I, um, yeah, he had, he, he would sort of pay this guy to do odd jobs. And, and when my mum and this guy were out doing kind of um, doing the daily business, which was kind of, um, doing drug deals and stuff i'd be looked after by this guy slim and anyway this is this is the thing about love is you know that guy taught me so many beautiful things about how to treat my mum with respect and and it's just so ridiculous even saying that out loud being taught things by this guy but you know that's love for you You, a kid will take it wherever he needs to get it and you can absolutely take love from bad men you know you can sometimes in the most unlikely way so i wrote a whole book about that but you know, and I, I proceed to do that throughout my life about till the age of 20, you know, just sort of find something in these sort of really dark characters. And so I think, Tom, it's a brilliant question because I think secretly I was trying to find love just from just normal people. Yeah, <laughs> you know well. I mean? Just like everybody else does. And I think that was part of, I think you've actually pinpointed just by asking that question, the real reason why I was out on that corner for so many months, you know, yeah. I was just trying to make, make sense of the kind of strange love that I found when I was a kid that got me through. Right. I mean, I'm not complaining about taking love from those places. It meant the world to me and all those people did. It's just that they were dark as hell. And I wouldn't realize how sort of slightly embarrassing it was to take love from those places until I got to school and people were like, 
uh, who's that guy that you care about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's sort of, um, yeah, it was, it was an odd time. And, and, uh, but that's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with love, you know, and that's the thing I'm I actually sort of maybe become a journalist. I've, I've been a journalist for about 20 years and that I think I'm trying to secretly work out what motivated those people, you know, that I, that I grew up with and, and why, why people do the things they do. And, um, and sometimes love is a part of those reasons. It's so funny. You mentioned this already, Trent, because I, I just started doing a new morning show. I was on the same morning show for 37 years, and I moved over. I'm doing a new morning show. And uh, the owner of the, the bunch of radio stations in town, TV stations and things across America, was talking to me about this, that, and the other thing, and about you know putting the group together. So he hired a, uh, she hired a young man, hired a young woman. Uh, there were four of us, kind of like the base basis of the show, and then other people come on. <clears throat> but the interesting thing is, uh, and you've made reference to this already, of the four of us, and there are four of us from three different generations too. One's 32, one's 42, and I'm 71. Uh, the three of us all working on they, they said, this is a perfect fit. The reason it's a perfect fit, they didn't know this. Nobody knew this, but we figured it out on the air one day. All four of us had horrible relationships with our fathers. Uh, so you're on the radio looking for acceptance and love, aren't you? I mean, isn't that what you're doing? Uh, Tom, I mean, mate, I mean, uh, every issue we have here in Australia is wrapped up in what you just said. Yeah, I it's mean, true. <laughs> I, I, I just have no doubt about it. And we've got a whole bunch of youth crime <laughs> issues going on in my little home city here and Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, and, and I, I say it. I say it every every public event I go to. When anyone asks me about, you know, how do we fix things, you know, you know, try and get that dad in your house to show some love. You know, just try, yep. try and because that will affect everything. You know, and because oftentimes it will mean that the 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 great force of the family will stay together through that love, and you know, just that ability. You know, Aussie blokes, are, you know, we, we are so bad, notoriously bad at, at you know, I don't, I don't know the examples that America knows of us, like Crocodile Dundee or something like that, but <laughs> but all yeah. of that is wrapped up in some of our issues. We're, we're just, and we are tough. We're tough and we're sort of stoic and we don't show um, our emotions. Mate, I mean, Tom, you talk about fatherly relationships, you know, I don't know whether you're the same, but... You know, I'd only ever hug my my old man, my my sort of real dad, not the dude, this drug dealer guy. But right. I'm talking the guy that I, I when the, these guys went to prison, I went over to the other side of my city and lived with my dad and raised by him. And he had his own massive demons, but but he he was there all the time for us, right? Even though he was like a massive drinker and stuff. And but that guy would only I don't only ever get to hug that guy at two a.m. When he was listening to Leonard Cohen um, and, and blind and blind rotten drunk, and I remember hugging hugging him as like a twelve year old boy, <laughs> and he go, "Come here, come here, come here, come here, give me a hug, give me a hug," and uh, and I put my cheek against his like his five o'clock shadow and his and against his cheek, you know, and I'd start crying, and I'd be like, "Why am I crying?" Right. <laughs> it's only because I haven't I haven't touched this human, I haven't touched this guy in my entire life. You know what I mean? I haven't touched him. You know, and it was just like, and I remember that as a kid, just going, "Oh wow, this is like the first time." You know what I mean? And it took, it took like sixteen beers and two a.m. in the morning to give that guy a hug. You know, and it was just like, so many, so many of us blokes in Australia were, were, laid, were raised like that, and you know, and it's sort of, um, 
it's so funny that you say there's four people that you're in a, a radio show with, you know, and you yeah. could all tell a similar story. I'm not saying a similar story to that, but just, no, I just know. sort yeah. of, yeah, right. Like we all just have that. Yeah, it's just amazing. And, and what's at the heart of that is this sort of the love we pass on. And, you know, and, you know, I have no doubt, Tom, that, you know, just even by hearing you talk about Catherine like that, that, you know, you know, I, I, I get the sense that you're pretty good at passing love on these days. I'm hoping. That's all I know. I know you only have one more minute left. i got to tell you very quickly, Trent, that uh, from the mid-1970s to the early 1980s, I was the central, uh, central part of the United States uh, promotion director for Capitol Records. So I get to travel what? with a lot of groups. And I travel with... What a li- job. Oh, it was a great That's job. amazing. <laughs> it was a great job. But I used to travel with a little river band a lot. Very, very famous Australian oh, band. Stop. Cannot wow, tell you how yeah. much fun I had traveling with those fellas. <laughs> but uh, Glenn Shark. Big gods. Lead big singer. gods here. Glenn Shark's a god. Yeah. He is a god. So we'd sit around and we'd talk. And I, I called him one day. I said, Glenn, uh, there, there's a radio station, WOW, in Omaha, Nebraska. They want you to come and do an interview. And he goes, Really? He, I mean, they were great. They were, they were very accepting, just worked very hard. So I went over and plicked, picked Glenn Sharrock up at the hotel. We drove over to the radio station. We sit down, and I wish you could see my face because I tried to make the face of what Glenn Sharrock, <laughs> when he looked at me, made because we sit down. The disc jockey opens the microphone and says, Ladies and gentlemen, very, very exciting news. Uh, Little River Band's in town tonight. They're appearing at the blah, blah, blah. And it's, uh, it's so exciting to see you. And we have the lead singer of Little River Band, George Shark. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like, Tom, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he would have loved that. He would have loved that. That's oh, brilliant. Bro. That's uh, all Australians like a, a little um, a little come down every now and then. It's just it's nice yeah. to bring us back to earth. That's George Shark. I love that. George Shark. Trent, are you ever going to go on the road? You got to come to America. That's all there is to it. Uh, done. I mean, I love your. I, I cannot even begin to tell you. You know, when I tell you those stories about um, you know this wild childhood, it was pretty rough. It was really wild. Oh, yeah. But I tell you guys, the thing, one of the things that um, you know really was our, was our escape was your beautiful part of the world you know like just no doubt about it you know we found you know i was raised by american tv dads you know and uh yeah me too and you, you know i mean and just dreaming of going over there so um you know it's just a remarkable place and you know don't even get me started on your boy prince and uh yeah. and all sorts of stuff um you know it's just um yeah it's just just to be talking to you guys and in the spirit of not letting anything be unsaid you know i just I'll, I'll remember talking to you guys on this radio for the rest of my life. So just it's just a genuine, genuine thrill for me. And uh, so thanks so much, you guys, for having me. Well, you'll have to come back very soon, Trent. We loved it as much as you did, believe me. It was a, it was a thrill talking to you. Thank you, Trent. Have a great day, and we'll talk again, I hope, very soon. Uh, you bet. You too, guys. All, all love in the world to you. Thank you too, Thank sir. Thank you. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Trent Dalton, ladies and gentlemen, the book of love. What a great idea that is. And, and again, you write books because you're searching for something, information or mm-hmm. forgiveness or whatever it is. So why would he write a book about falling in love? Because he sounded like he might have had a rocky road at first. Sounds like he's pretty happy now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what a nice man, though. So nice. And that's another thing about digital I love about doing this show and doing the morning show now. They can just sit in Australia and listen to this show like they would a radio station. That's true. You just mm-hmm. get the app, you punch it, and there it is, talking about Trent Dalton. Uh, I think it's terrific. There, I really do. There was a TV. It was like a mini series on, I think it was Netflix called, I think it might have just been called Love. <laughs> and it was short stories. They were each about like 50 mm-hmm. minutes long or something. I want to say like four or five years ago. And it was so good. It was just about like everyday couples and their relationships right. and the good and the bad and all the things or some of them were meeting each other like how they fell in love and some of them were they've been together for 50 years some of it was just like right. such a good series i think i'm gonna look for it i think it was just I'm called because seriously people should watch it it's really it was really beautifully done and every episode was about a different couple yep and so it's kind of similar to what yeah. he was talking about or Don't what you think he wrote about. We need a lot more of this right now, people actually talking about loving other people rather than hating them because, boy, you hear a lot of hatred on the news. It's, uh, it's a nice balance. I mean, there are people – did you think it's a coincidence that, that Trent wrote this book right now because, I mean, finding, trying to find somebody who's not all hate-filled and actually loves someone, it's probably a kind of a hard job right now, don't you think? Did the average person? I don't know. I I think you see all sorts of stuff, and you get people that say all sorts of things. And you do, you know. So sounds like he had the stories. I I want to know if you know if he had any stories. It was like, yeah, no, we're not going to use that. <laughs> I'm oh, sure I, had he had tons. Yeah, of them. yeah. I'm sure there had to have been a lot yeah. of very boring ones. Yeah. So I have to read this descriptor about Trent Dalton. I wanted to read it to him, but there just wasn't enough time. It says, Trent Dalton was born in Ipswich on the outskirts of Brisbane, Australia, and raised by a suburban wingless angel and a tattooed bibliophile mud crab fisherman with a soft <laughs> spot for drunks. <laughs> well, they also sound like they were go. drug dealers, too. <laughs> they were drug dealers, absolutely. Yeah, so the, the, the wingless angel, <clears throat> you know. Boy, there's a lot of that stuff. Well, wingless, because she's not really an angel. The series was called Modern Love. Modern Love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Modern Love. Yeah, that's okay. right. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's on Netflix. And it was very, very good. 
I'm hoping. Oh, one thing, and, and you guys might be able to help on this as well, Catherine and I. Um, just before I came back, I saw this series that I had never heard of before called, what's it called, a good, The Good Place? Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, we Is watched it? through oh, that. T- t- uh, with um, Ted Dan- Bell. Ted Danson. Yeah, yeah, that's a Christine Bell. Kristen that's Bell, a, yeah. that's a really good. It oh, kind of, so by the end, it kind of goes to pieces. Yeah, yeah the story the doesn't make any sense. Well, oh, really? It, it makes yeah. sense. It just goes to pieces <clears throat> yeah. in ways. They go but, a little yeah. off the rails but the last season. Sure do. The beginning is, the first two seasons are really good. Yeah. Because what's interesting, and I thought it might, maybe, and maybe it is just me, I don't know, but every time somebody suggests a series to me, I hate the first episode. The first Do episode you? of most series is bad. It's bad. It's bad. I would say the majority of series have a bad first episode. Yeah, they the do. first one was was really good, though. I didn't think I so. I thought the it was first just episode. too. It was like, I don't I'm trying know. to we'll think. See. I mean, because if I don't like some of the first episode, it's really hard to get me the second episode. I know. I don't that, that very was rarely get there. I usually um, give a show two or three. I give a show three. Mm. Yeah. If, if it's, it's not, not good, good by yeah. three, I'm usually like, I don't it, know. it also, I guess, depends if that first one's a pilot, so it's really not. Yeah. Like, it's not put yeah. together as yep. we're yep. going to be yeah. a year. We're just going to give you something that you'll look at and go, mm-hmm. ah, I want to hear what more you got going on. Yeah, some of my favorite shows of all time. Friends has a pretty mediocre first yes. episode. Yep. Frasier yeah. has a very mediocre first episode that doesn't really fit the tone of the rest of the show. No. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of those. It's a Simpsons first episode is awful. Really? Is it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, it was probably dra- drawn like <laughs> left-handed. Yes, it was. Know. It was and then big giant not drawn or written terrible. Well, the first whole season of The Simpsons is like they were basically trying to do a sitcom but cartoonified, sure. yeah. which just doesn't really work. No, was that on uh, the Tracy Allman show? No, no, that was skits. before it was the show. Oh, it was just the skits Simpsons. then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was just skits. And I... some of those are almost. You, if they don't tell you it's The Simpsons, you wouldn't be able to tell it was The yeah, Simpsons. That's what I just, hear. They, yeah. they, because they're yellow, that's right. the only way you can tell. Yeah, yep. it's really weird. I watched the. You know, we watched that first episode of the show Shrinking when I was in Florida. Really good show. I finished the season because <clears throat> they're all because they're like thirty <laughs> minutes long, so it's like easy to. And there's only ten episodes, so it's easy to just like watch a couple before bed and i haven't watched a tv show in a while like i just haven't i don't know and i really really liked it i highly recommend where was it it's on apple tv okay that'd be why it's really good i haven't watched anything on apple at all it's really good Catherine and I are getting sick to death of apple we really are their phones their tv shows it just that guy's not a nice man yeah Whoever. Was it Tim Ross? Is oh. that his name? Tim? Well, well, just their Tim products. Cook. I Tim had an Cook. Apple mm. Air book that only lasted two years and then just died. Hmm. And then it was I brought it in, and I'm like, can you fix it? And they're like, no. No, they I said, won't oh. fix it. They said, do you want to trade it in? I said, okay. And they said, well, that would be $40. I was going to yeah. say, they give you like 40 bucks. Yep. $40 I was guess for a two-year-old. Yeah, and it was, I don't know how many thousands of dollars for that dang thing. <laughs> yeah. And then I bought my dad a, an Apple... Um, I've tablet, had, yeah, and it was what two and a half years old. It just died. It did. It just completely it was died. Barely used. That's weird. I know. Sat on the, their stuff. Sat on the table. Ninety nine percent. My of two life. iPads are probably like twelve and eight years old. Because the old stuff was good. The new stuff <laughs> is crap. I've done a lot of research into laptops, and it seems to me that the best place to get a laptop these days is Dell. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Was my Thanks. first, my first laptop was yeah. a Dell. Mine, yeah, there you mine go. Mine have all been Dells. Yeah, Dells. Really? Dells good these mm. days. Everywhere else is like okay at best. It seems. Mm-hmm. For some reason, laptops are just bad now. I got a well, laptop and- two years ago. Keyboard's starting to fail. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not really? Apple, Mom. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say it's not just Apple. No, it's not just it's Apple. It's all everywhere. Everything. Like everyone complains <clears throat> about their phones constantly, no matter what they have. Yeah, Everybody. But, well, yeah, it's. I don't know. And technology. I feel like it's because they're trying to do so many things. Yes, they're too complicated. And they're yeah, well, too complicated. The so then it doesn't. If they're going to be anymore. super. Ex- if they're going to all crap out anyway, then why buy the expensive stuff? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't buy high end. Uh, stuff anymore because it's just going to die in two years. So yeah, yeah right. and like the iPads that we have, the only thing that we ever use them for wow. is sometimes our kids watch shows on them, mm-hmm. and they both listen to stories at bedtime on them. Yeah, I was it. a dedicated Apple person, <clears throat> and now I'm just like I just don't see any benefit in having this stuff. It's too expensive. Yeah, it doesn't <clears throat> last very long. It's just the only good thing about an Apple iPhone is that it's harder to hack and yep. it's free to message most of the people you know yeah as long as that's they have really the only thing which is most people that I, she knows i don't never have right never have. I, but you're not most <clears throat> people she knows you're the you're the minority you never that, have right? i've always had android that's I, I had blackberries for a long time oh did you i had yeah, an apple i had an me. iphone like four you had an iphone yeah long ago i don't remember that at all oh yeah so, yeah wild ancient I don't know. I just do so much text messaging, and pretty much every single person that I know has an iPhone. You and Melissa, I think, are the only people that I text message that don't have hmm. iPhones. Yeah. There you have it. So, Ms. Mazel came back. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch it. I'm yeah. so yes. excited. Kristen yeah. has been talking about the first that. Three were, the first three were good. You know, they were they very were. good, and they... Uh, It'll be interesting to see where they go with this final season. Do they, they do? Know it's done. Do they do a release of like a certain, like a couple at a time, or one a week, or They're, what are they, they doing? Release three to begin with. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is. Okay. Um, it, the last series they did that. Uh, what's her name in the six? Jones in the six, whatever the first name is. Um, oh yeah. They were releasing three of those a week, and then yeah. and then the single one by itself for the last, the very at the end. So okay. I think that might be their new method versus Netflix, the total dump all at once. Yeah. Um, but um, and versus the once a week, you know, stuff that yeah. you get. So, yeah. uh, but at least they opened up with three to begin with, and they were they were all really good, and they um, they've developed those characters a lot, and um, we'll see what the payoff is in the end. I'm excited to watch it, but I won't watch it until they're all out. Okay. Have I'm you just... watched any of those, Miss Basil? Uh, I saw the first season. I thought it was good. And then the second season I thought was pretty lame. Oh, we have the strip club one? Yeah. I remember you two were both like, oh, now she's at a strip club. We don't like it anymore. (laughs) Well, it just just turned into, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't as good. Well, it kind of does a good setup for the end. Because she goes through the different periods of independence and trying to figure out where she belongs in, you know, in the whole scheme of, of... comedians being a woman yeah. being a comedian you know being jewish and uh it, it it's set up on that independence level and part of going to the strip club was showing that she could do that and that's how she was making money as a comedian right yeah, and they kind of let She's, her do whatever she, she wanted she blackballed herself with um oh the the fight with the other comedian um sophie whatever or what whatever that yeah other sophie name. oh my gosh yeah um so, Why can't I think of it? you know, it was um, uh, 
it, it does a good job of coming together. When does that take place? Uh, Lenny Bruce years. So it's um, when would that be? Um, the fifties and fifties to sixties would be my guess. Somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. That would... I, see, I didn't know that, and I knew that was going to be true because she basically is a female Lenny Bruce. Uh, yeah. Well, well, she's friends with Lenny Bruce yeah, in the show. She's right. close mm-hmm. with Lenny Bruce. Um, uh, uh, he got arrested a lot more. Yeah, he did. And right. he was yeah. also a lot, lot more. Um, I don't know. He was a lot more goofier than her. In the well, he's a drug addict. You know, he's a very yeah, drug addict. And, yeah. You know, where she has a family. And, right. You know, she has she goes back to the family and lives with them at times and has two kids. And so she has other things. Although Lenny Bruce, I think, had kids, too. Yeah, Kitty. Yeah. <clears throat> so His daughter's Kitty Bruce. Yeah, she's been on the show several times, as a matter of fact. A very, very nice person. Now, he died a long time ago, A long didn't he? time yeah. ago, yeah. So... You know, Drug a lot overdose of people in a, don't even know who he is. A, uh, in a uh, <clears throat> men's toilet in some building, he injected Ugh. himself and died on the toilet. Uh, Ouch! Elvis yeah. style. Uh, yeah, exactly. Elvis the old style. Elvis. Style. This is probably not good. I have not been on social media now. What's it been, Andy? Eleven years. Yeah, you uh, kind of popped yeah, on it was Twitter right last after year. this podcast started. Yeah, I tried it. For a short time. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Elon Musk. May now. What do you guys think of Elon Musk? He's, he's every billionaire. No, yeah. He, yeah. His life doesn't really affect me more than any other of the seven trillion billionaires out there who own everything. He's he, exceptionally weird. Yeah, he, well, he's very weird, yes. But, yeah, he attempts like, to do some social things that seem pretty good at times. Yep. You know, and yep. then other things he does, I don't know. He's a different view on things, but he's well, made a lot more money yeah. than I have, that's he's, for sure. He's yeah, one he of the younger... He's one of the younger multi-billionaires. Yes. How, How old, old is, is he? 40s? Yeah. Elon like Musk mid-40s. is 51. 51. Oh, he's oh, really? Okay. But, I mean, he grew up, he basically grew up with the Internet. Yes. So it makes sense yeah. that he's so embedded in the Internet and so active on the Internet. It's interesting you bring that up, because it's exactly what this comment's about. Musk makes eyebrow-raising claim about Twitter. CEO says U.S. government had full access to users' DMs in interview with Fox yeah. News Carlson. Yeah, they totally did. Uh, when are we going to stop with this? I don't know why the hell anybody go on social media well, anymore. Why would the government well, care about a bunch of dick pics? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, what is I'd in, be safe. what's in DMs other than That's that? That's how most, you know? of the, most of my friends are like, what do I care if the government's looking at my messages? What do well, they do? Like, some list, people look would at my be. recipes that yeah. I send to my friends or you know, whatever. I'm just not and comfortable with somebody which, spying on everything. And which everything government? Like all the governments? Yes, all of the governments and corporations, by well, the way. Yes. It's like, but when you say, like, you know, the U.S. government had this, which which administration are we talking about? All of them? It's the Patriot Act started it. Yeah, well, then it's all of them, but yeah. I... Are all of them since Bush, yeah? TikTok's now banned in, I think, Montana? Montana. Yeah, the first Montana, one? yeah. Oh, yeah. because of the Japanese? Chinese. No, Chinese. because of the weather balloon that was hanging over Montana for something like, three days and nobody cared and when discovered there's been about four more of the mm-hmm. weather balloons mm-hmm. that they didn't even tell us about mm. but there's all kinds of crap going on sure and it's like there. people are just like okay you know something's going on no one addresses it no one talks about it and we're just all supposed to sit there and go oh oh spy balloons were over our state i mean it, no matter what kind of politician so, you are you'd think you'd worry about it why would why does that have anything to do with banning tiktoks in montana because of china. tiktok is a chinese uh <clears throat> thingy 
thing. <laughs> and and they have been known for a long time to be collecting data on people. Sure. And I, I know that everybody today is just so used to having their privacy completely given away for free, just so you can have free TikToks and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And it seems like that's a pretty good deal and I don't do anything. But it's still it's still just not a good thing. It's not a good thing for foreign people to have all of your information. Well, if you think that's uh, incompetent, remember the uh, what happened in 1945 with the USSR? Which <clears throat> thing? You ever yeah. heard of that? Um, in 1945, the USSR gave a present to uh, the, let's see, the U.S. ambassador to the Soviet Union. Uh-oh. It was a big seal of the United States. And uh, the oh, embassy yeah. was just like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's uh, have a camera in it. Let's just install this, uh, you know, in the room where we tell all of our secrets to each other. That'll be fine. What? And, of course, naturally, there was a listening device in it. So the Soviets were listening to them for God knows how long. But they didn't, like, check it out or anything. They were just like, yeah, whatever. So, it's you know, this isn't a new thing is getting spied no. on by neighbors and no one doing well, a thing about it. Isn't that isn't that one of the things that they found out about and they started feeding false information through? I think so, yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't know. Well, you got to know better to hang something like that in your goddamn conference room. Yeah, mm -hmm. put it in like a janitor's Jesus. closet what for a while. What secrets does Montana have that they're worried about? No, we're talking about China. the U.S. government. Though. But well, China getting in TikTok. There are three... <laughs> Air Force bases there. Do they there have not? military installations? Yes, I mean, three yeah. of them. In I Montana. Yeah. I don't know why everyone thinks this is just such a joke to just mm, like let anybody just serious. run amok all over the country. I just don't get it. Here's a question I have. So all white American men are racist assholes, but I'll still buy stuff from China which uses slave labor. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. You're trying to get logic out of an illogical. Yeah, thing. Well, I know, but how can you go, run your mouth about America and how horrible it is, and you're supporting slavery? Because they're dumb and don't care. They're really stupid, aren't they? Is that the number one answer? Most of our problems come from really stupid people. Yep. I think that is true. According to our interview today, it was bad relationships with fathers. Well, I believe me, I'm there. I have a Eyewitness view of that one. Now, but I did not know that all these people, all four people on this show, did not have good relationships with their fathers. Plus, that is the number one indicator of future criminality, yeah. drug use, yep. prison time. And Brittany is not 32, by the way. No, she's my age, isn't she? Yes. 36, yeah. Yeah, yeah you said she's 32. No, yeah, I was talking about Shannon today. She said she was 32. Oh, okay. Who's Shannon? Oh, the girl that you interviewed? Yeah. Gotcha. She, yeah, she replaced me. I thought you were talking about Brittany. <clears throat> well, Brittany, no, I said her IQ was 30. Because she mm -hmm. got it. Got it, got it. she doesn't have Brittany. a good relationship with her father either. <clears throat> no, she, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I mean, everybody, uh, you know, she, yeah, because Shannon would have been the fourth one, actually. It was Rudy, me, Brittany, and then Shannon showed up and had the same problem. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to improve now that we haven't had a draft in 50 years. Maybe. Because I have a feeling a lot of that has to do with war. Bad relationships with fathers. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah. Well, actually, probably the biggest thing was when the Johnson administration separated yes. separated the welfare money. Yep. So yeah, that, that did you, not so help. So all the dads moved out of the house to for financial reasons. How did they ever pass that? Well, Jeez, there's a lot stupid. of people who think, why should people get free money? And you, you, you don't qualify for it if you have a whole family. And so that's who supported it. 
if people need help, people need help. I, I agree. Mean, my God. I agree. I didn't, you know, but that led to a lot of dads leaving. And when a lot it of dads did, left, yeah. there Particularly was a lot in the, of in the black community. Yeah. It so, really hurt the black community the most. Sure as, as actually incredibly, if you're going to use today's terms, incredibly racist what they did. And did sure. you know that in if you control mm-hmm. for lack of uh, fathers in their community, most of their problems disappear? Yeah, that's true. It's almost all thanks to the fact that there's such a problem with a father's not being there. So Andy Bernard today said all moms are bad. That's just what now. he that's said. What yeah, that's exactly right. what that's I heard. That's what I'm understanding. No, just all single moms. <laughs> no, it's just, hey, look, I, every person I've ever met in radio, television, writers, all over, they all had bad relationships with either their mother or their mm-hmm. father. Every one of them, because otherwise you wouldn't be sitting here talking at a microphone going, please like me. Well, here's a question. <laughs> What's worse, then? no father or bad father? What's worse? Well, that, bad that father. Is a big question. I'd say bad father. I'm going worse bad than father. No father. Probably, worse, yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on what you mean by a bad father. If he hits you. You mean well, he's violent? Like, if he like, sexually well, abuse you, yeah, then yeah, sure. I would say yeah. hit the door, Jack. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like your, your run-of-the-mill alcoholic verbally but not necessarily physically abusive yeah so he's like a, he's a negative influence but he's not physically abusive I'd say it's better to have than not, not you think so i would uh, i don't know it's getting close say, hard to say. say no father's better probably because yeah. then you don't have the awful i mean think about all the people that have single moms out there that are just like she was incredible mm-hmm. and everything to me and i have yeah. such an amazing relationship with my mother and all this stuff but it's like because then the dad's just not there to cause problems. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wonder if there's ever been a study about that. Abusive fathers versus absentee fathers, what's worse? Well, well I, think about, I think about you, that. Tom. I mean, you, you were probably better off that your dad wasn't around. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, in your case, absolutely. That he but caused he, you when yeah. he was there. He was physically abusive, too, though. Yes, just and, to me, though. Nobody else, well, just me. Yeah. Because I was so. bigger than him when I was born. Mm-hmm. That's why. He's so, a little fella. So I would, if you took out physical and sexual abuse, and you just got to verbal and and alcohol abuse, I, don't know. I still don't think it's better. You got a lot of people in that category. Yeah, you do. You know? yeah, so. That's true. And we are back with stretches picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. You know, see, I just realized something else by making the statement I just made. And I hope people don't take this badly because I don't mean everyone. But the other people I've had a very hard time getting along with are little men. And my father was a little man. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it carried over or whatever the situation is. And I'm not saying all of them. Sage is offended. No, not Sage. I can't get along with Sagey at <laughs> all. He's a little man. Oh, you should have seen this one. Andy, I don't know. Have you seen the golfing 
video of Oh my Sage. gosh, it's so funny. I don't Does think the no, one the guy was them. looking at. I don't know. Alex and No, Andy, uh, Andy, Dan brought Sage to the driving range. There driving we go. Driving range. There you go. That opened up near our house last week. And because Sage really, really likes golf. And so he brought him, and Sage. Four years old, by the way. Four years old, hit a drive, and it went straight and it went far. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, it was a slow motion video, so the drive was slow, and then you could see the ball going, and then it speeds up, and then Sage does a little fist pump and goes, yes, afterwards. <laughs> he does the fist. <laughs> it was so uh, he cute. pumped his fist. It was, yes. Oh, yeah, and Dan bought him a Titleist Pro golf hat. Oh, oh God. So he's nice. really go. hot stuff. Cool. Yep, he's so funny. I know. you got to tell him what he said down in Florida, though. About what? I don't want any people near me right now. No humans. No, no humans. humans. That's what not people. No dogs, humans. But not humans. Dogs, but not. He was pissed dogs off at the world. Okay. So no yeah. humans. What was the he cause? Was, he was having a hard time down in Florida. Yeah, I don't know. He was having his four-year-old meltdown. Yeah, it was weird. Know. Sage is usually like the agreeable, excited kid like he's just typically a pretty easy kid i mean he has his moments we all do but in florida he was just half the time not having it i don't know what was going on cheer when he called me in on on last monday yeah he was like he he only will call you michael bryant michael bryant michael bryant come here i want to show michael bryant something (laughs) i have to show michael bryant something michael bryant that was his first deal call michael bryant i'm leaving he's like i gotta show michael bryant something (laughs) i will go in there and look at his sage oh very good you gotta tell him oh fawn made michael bryant yeah, birds oh, on a look at that. birds on a birds on a very sweet yeah. something. So we got that birds on a wire. Tell them yeah. what four-year-old Sagey said about playing foosball down in Florida. Oh, I he's really good at it. Said yeah. 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 I said this foosball. last week when you're shouting at everybody, give it all you got. Give it all you got. <laughs> he's four years mm-hmm. old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's so funny. I love that stuff. He is a – oh, there – he was wearing a shirt. His teacher sends me quotes of his because she's just like – he just is hilarious. And he was wearing a new shirt. And his teacher said, oh, did you get that shirt when you were in Florida? And she was like, this is verbatim his quote. No, it's from Golden Valley. Golden Valley's in Minnesota. It's from a store in Golden Valley. (laughs) (laughs) So then I responded. I was like, we got it in Golden Valley in case you were wondering. In case you were wondering where we got it. Wondering where. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) That is such a great carryover, though, because, you know, uh, we got a call from Andy yesterday because Ethan was not happy – and how did you know he wanted to talk to us? I don't think we really did. Just like sometimes yeah. you just got to throw stuff at a wall and see yep. what sticks with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. It's, he's been lately, he's been very like he'll wake up from his nap and he'll just be whiny for like six hours. Oh, uh, that's probably not good. going through some sort of leap. Teeth or some, it's either his teeth or, or growing brain. pains. Yeah. Brain Who development. Yeah, or just around. can't talk yet. You know, yeah. nobody, will, nobody will listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. He says hi now, though. Oh, does he say he hi? Say hi. He, does. Yeah. he says hi, and he mimics sounds, too, uh, yeah, which is does. interesting. Like a parrot. He won't talk, but, like, when you're, if I'm popping popcorn, he'll start going pop, 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 pop. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hold, 
I remember when we had uh, somebody over from uh, Green or Green Horizons, uh, New Horizons, oh, to yeah. wait, babysit for Thomas. And, you know, they went up to him and did sign language, and he did sign language back. So the kid knew sign language, but nobody else in the house knew sign language. So he was, like, stuck with apes at night, you know? Yeah, like, how did know. he know that? Because they taught him they at, taught him at, at, school. at, new, oh, because, at school. Oh, I see what So at saying. school, they were, you know, yeah. they were talking. Right. And, and then he'd show up at the house, and nobody knew what the hell he was doing. Yeah, well, like, that, yeah, exactly. Going on there? Yeah, we've been trying to do it, but signals, he won't boy. do sign language. I don't know why. Yeah, Ethan kind of seems to be choosing his own. He's like, I'll communicate how I feel yeah you can't tell me what to do because he does communicate just not <clears throat> not in normally. the ways that you <laughs> would fix back well, he's only old. 18 months old he's got a way to go he does that's true most 18 month olds don't really communicate terribly well well i thought it was great the fact that when he was he had the camera on me he was all smiling happy and when you had catherine on the camera he started crying yeah he was mad he was mad i don't know what that's all about well he's always mad at me so Ethan's yeah, he mad has at been you. mad at you forever. He does not like me. Ethan doesn't? No. I really? didn't know that. No. He either doesn't like me or is indifferent toward me. And <laughs> babies love me. <laughs> I'm like a baby whisperer. <laughs> I don't know what it is with this kid, but he's not a fan of mine. I'm probably, Andy's probably I don't know. Andy's, Andy's, that's what I said. Andy's, I was like, he's probably hearing bad stuff about Andy's me at home. Like, he's like, you're the one. She's the worst. She yeah. thinks she likes babies. Andy's yeah, I'll show her what babies feel about her. Either that or maybe she's with your kids. Your kids are talking trash about you. Oh. That's <laughs> so, <what it> is. <laughs> that's My kids it. love me. <laughs> that's just, there's no question about not it. as much oh, as they man. like Ethan. Well, fun. Fawn really likes toddlers. Sage really likes newborn babies, uh, and Fawn really, really likes toddlers. That makes toddlers. sense. It's relative age difference is the same, then. Well, but Fawn is always like, like my friend Dana just had a baby. She's three weeks old now. <clears throat> Wednesday, she'll be three weeks old, and Sage just wants to hold her and talks about her oh, and yeah. thinks about stuff to show her, and Fawn's <laughs> like... Babies, when they're really small, are kind of boring. That is true. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they are. They don't. But yeah, don't Sage do thinks they're the greatest. They're but Fawn, boring. Fawn from babies from like six months to. Once they start doing stuff. Two. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she did have to like live through her brother being like that. She, that is know. true. Although so. those were probably the times she liked him the least. Right. That's once he started crawling, she in. was just like not for me. That's how mm-hmm. our animals feel. Yeah. Like he can <laughs> grab my stuff now, yep. and I don't like it. And no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I have to ask uh, Michael Bryant this very quickly. We won't spend a lot of time on it, but how about your Timberwolves? Well, I, I, I got off the a, them with a rod, but I know you did. they did they even play four quarters last night, or did they leave at the nice. third quarter and let Nuggets play by themselves? Unbelievable! That's bad. Well, they lose by like thirty points. No, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. No, not thirty. Not just thirty. Twenty nine. Where are you going? I have to go. She's got just things let them to do. out in the cold. Stand yeah. out there waiting for you. Yeah. It's like me waiting for the bus when I was a kid. So. All right, well, I'll be around, Alex. Oh, I call me when you're done. Okay. Good to see you. There's a plan. plan. Say hi to Sage. Not fun, but Sage. Funny. She doesn't want to hear from Michael says hi. Michael who? Michael Bryant. Oh, Michael Bryant. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the Wolves did not look good. So, I mean, what is wrong with them? They've never been any good, ever. They've been okay. That's They've done book. some weird things that have cost him over time, but this I'm not a fan of the A-Rod experiment. So. No. Does he even have enough money to buy that team? That's a question. 
they got another big payment coming up, but they keep making it. So, you know, so it is what it is. So do you watch that Reggie documentary yet? No. On Netflix? That's actually really good. He hated me. Well, that's still. That's just a given. It's still still worth watching. There's some really good stuff in that thing. So One of those amazingly arrogant human beings I've ever met. You think so? Oh, God, was he arrogant. I think he might have been protecting himself from a lot of things that he was dealing with. Well, but, maybe, you know, maybe he had a interesting life, but you know, the guy, he was like, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali and other ones that, you know, he would back his mouth up. He would say things and then go out and do, and it. Go out and do it. That's true. You know? That is he, true. My favorite thing. They asked him if he was going to New York to be a star. He's like, I'm already a star. Yeah, I do. Remember. <laughs> yeah. I'm already a star. What are you talking about? I'm not going to New York to be a star. Yeah. It was at Oakland, right? He was at Oakland. Then he got yeah. traded to Baltimore. Yeah, and didn't yeah. show up for a month yep. when he got traded to Baltimore. And then he became a free agent, <laughs> and and at that time they used to have free agent draft day, and teams would draft oh, right. the opportunity yes. to talk to him. So it was a really, and that was just when because Kurt Flood had just gone through the the court case, yep. Yep. and so they suddenly were allowing free agency in baseball. So it was a completely different world than what we have now. You know, where you know they think Otani's oh, uh, going to get like six hundred million. Really? Well, he's both a pitcher and a, and a batter. Six hundred million, right? And um, Jesus, how much money do these people have? Well, I they, well, you got to believe he's going to come with a lot of sales possibilities. Yeah, because you true. got uniforms and you got a whole, you got a whole, a whole. You can sell it back at home with him, and you know, you, there are reporters that will show up with cameras just to watch him come out of the dugout. That's their job. Oh, really? To just get a video of him coming out of the dugout every single day. So, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big deal. Now, again, this has nothing to do with him being a Republican or a Democrat or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just our leadership in this country is unbelievable. Trump, I made less than $200 from Truth Social. They estimate it's worth between $5 and $25 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do these people, national figures, make statements? Because you hear it from all of them now. Yeah. Well, I mean, just because the company's worth a lot doesn't mean he made any money off of it. But no. if he sold it, he'd get all the money, right? Not well, if he it, put $25 million into it. Yeah, he didn't put $25 million into None, it. No. Yeah. And uh, the, the interesting thing is, you know, him claiming he, he didn't make any foreign money from foreign business over the time being president. Mm-hmm. Clearly he did. Well, you all know, of them do. They, well, but... It's whether you say you do it. I know. I, is, I know. And, uh, his business, the, the amount of stuff that he made the government pay for, <clears throat> like going to Trump events and going to Trump places right. and stuff. I don't know. I mean, and like someone's going to make the money. There's a part of me that's like, well, someone's going to make the money. So it's not like you created something <clears throat> or you created a bill that wouldn't have been there anyway. So you you would have had it at some venue. But I don't know. It's It's... That, that incestuous need to make money, I don't know. But they're all doing it, and they've always all done it. I mean, I, my only interest in his tax returns is to figure out really what the guy has, yeah. if he does or doesn't. That he, either know? he's a billionaire or he's not, Yeah, I suppose. So, I don't know. But I mean, all these people lie about taking foreign money. They all do, and well, they all lie. The, the foreign money part of it is is it's it's against the law to take foreign donations yes, in elections. Yep. And that's been the... The, the major part of it. I don't know that we've had another president that even had the ability to make foreign money like income because they didn't have yeah, properties yeah. in other places, well, yeah, you know, as far as that goes. 
Um, it'll be this whole investigation into Clarence Thomas is going to be interesting to find out if this guy was really getting paid to fly around and do other things. So that, what happened there? How did they find out about all this stuff? Um, I don't know how they found out about it. Because yeah, I don't either. I have yeah. no idea how they found but, out. But, I mean, right now, there's the whole discussion of trips that he went on that were paid for by that conservative yeah, guy. Right. And, it, and his wife is a major major person in the, in the conservative movement in the party. Oh, there so, right. you know, sometimes it's a it's a spousal thing and that's just the way it is. But then also <clears throat> there's some issue, issues concerning income he was making from rental properties and whether or not that oh, yeah. income the the place even still exists. And Why don't we shut all from. of that down? Why did we ever let that happen? Well, uh, let that happen. Taking you money never from had people to raise under the money table. to be on the Supreme Court. No, I know. So, so there's so there's no election law issues with Supreme Court because right. you don't have elections right. along those lines. Um, there are certain judicial canons and rules about what money they can take versus the cases they're involved right. in. But right. it, but with no elections, there aren't probably a lot of laws directed at Supreme Court justices. Um, that's part of being, you know, no, or uh, getting the nomination and being having the position for life. So you know? why are they going after him then if he's not not doing breaking the rules? Well, because he might be breaking the rules if he he's ruling be. on if he's ruling on cases. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that, then that, yes. that involve this money that he he's couldn't getting. be that stupid. Get, I don't know. I mean that that'd be really stupid. I don't know. I don't know all of these politicians. Just once you shut up and support the people that pay your salary. How about that? No. Well, that'd be very nice. Supreme Court justices have always been safe in ways. And then, you know, after, I mean, uh, yes or no, whether you like it or not, the, the Bush-Gore Supreme Court ruling was was a, a major political ruling, whether you liked it or not. If you agreed with it or didn't agree with it, doesn't matter as so which much. Which one is this now? The, the Bush-Gore decision from Supreme Court um, during that election um, about the results on... on uh, that campaign and primarily oh, the hanging chads or whatever the hell. Well, the, that was earlier oh, that, in Florida, yeah. but there was the whole election allowing. And, and since then, there's been lots of different issues with that court. Um, although yeah. arguably that court's been political forever because, you know, going back to a lot of decisions, you know, there were political in nature, Brown versus education. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. You know, um, uh, just, you know, people being half valued as half. I mean, you've had lots of crazy or different decisions from the very beginning with that place. We have to keep an eye, just like I said, could you just shut up and serve the people and we'll all just live better lives instead of stirring the pot, oh, that party, oh, no, that party. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Good God, I'm sick of that. Catherine? Yes. Did she leave? Or she said, yeah, I thought you bailed on us. Where you been? I just have been listening. I thought you'd want a little... You're all fascinating to me. Yeah, yes, that's what it is. Oh, I should tell you, honey, by the way, I got the mail last night when I got home. Oh, good. And your insurance card is in there. My for a new car? Card. Yeah, for a new, your new car. How about my license plates? I haven't seen those yet, but maybe they'll be in before the end of the week, so you'll be good to go there, too. So if you've got bad license plates, no dead bodies in the trunk on the drive back. No, yeah, I don't so. plan on killing anybody this time. <laughs> Why well, not? Whether you kill them, it just don't put them in the trunk. Oh, <laughs> if you get pulled well, over, yeah. dead bodies are heavy. I don't think I'd be just <laughs> flinging them around. Okay, <laughs> right, I want to close with. We only got a couple of minutes left, but I want to close with. How the hell did Netflix ever fail as miserably as they failed last night? Did you hear about this? But no. no. Oh, last they had an night, outage, right? They had an. They were Huge promoting outage. this new live show. It's going to some love. 
Connection show or something. Okay. Love Connection? It, not, it wasn't named the Love Connection, but it was a Love Connection show. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it's like it's getting the perfect date or I don't know what the hell the name it was. Oh, Netflix going live in an hour. Netflix going live in a half hour. They went live for about two minutes and the whole system failed. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. that's your business. You're talking well, about the circle singles? Li- What's that? Uh, kind of sounds like what you're talking about. What is it? Uh, it's a reality competition show. Oh, the Circle Signals. They can, uh, singles. That's what you're talking. They don't. They that's don't do said. many live shows. No, but the first so, time they do, oh, they do that one they did. Um, what was the one they did? I got. I read did, about. They the did. Didn't they do the comedy special? Didn't they do? Yes. Um, yeah. They did Chappelle exactly. live. Chappelle first, first yeah, one. Was, I think so. Was live. I mean, I, I would guess that's probably capacity, and and it's just you know. But bad isn't luck. that your business? Well, it's not. Truly, their business, but it's something they're trying to expand to. Yeah, I guess know. so. I don't know. The idea of live TV seems to have gone by the way of the, yeah. You know that people watch stuff when they want to watch it. I mean, the only thing I ever watch is uh, I watch like as many news channels as I can to try to figure out what's real and what isn't. Uh-huh. So I watch a lot of those. That's about the only live TV I ever watch. Yeah. There's just no reason to watch live TV. Anymore. I watch sports live. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. I don't watch it as much as I used to. And then there's some shows I'll watch, but I don't think there's anything I watch right now live. Yeah. Unless I just happen to check and it, something's on and I watch it. But it's usually either reruns or other stuff that, you know, piles up and then I'll go watch a bunch of night courts or something like that. Yeah. You know, so. All right, Catherine, why don't you close out? Explain to me why it is, do you think, the coincidence that Trent was on today and for some reason, it just struck me, I want to kiss her goodbye again. I mean, why do you think? That's a hell of a coincidence, don't you think? <laughs> is it, though? It is, is for it? me. Well, it's not out of character for you to no. have an extra kiss. But to, 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 to We're double back to people. get it. That's just how we are. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't get to kiss you for another six days, and it's your fault. Well, I, we can FaceTime each other, and you can kiss the camera like go. like uh, Ethan does. Get one, yeah, those, <laughs> that's true. get one of those Chinese <laughs> kissing devices. The Chinese kissing device. No, where you have the lips that are... Yep. Like, yeah. It's like an artificial mouth that you kiss, and then it transmits your kiss to what? the other one. What? Right. Yeah, the, yes. yeah, it sounds really gross. You know, other parts, too, I think, know what in those, that means. too, can't you? What? You can get other parts, I think. I don't want to hear about Uh-oh. other parts. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sad that you guys know about this, actually. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right, honey, we will talk to you later on today. Okay, kizzy, kizzy. Take care. <laughs> I love you. That's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening.